Imagine you are walking down the street. There are people passing you, eager to get where they are going. You look to your left and see towering buildings that seem to glow in the morning sunlight. On your right, you see women dressed like they are going to a fancy party, even though most of them are just going to breakfast or to work. This is what it's like in modern-day Ukraine, but it wasn't always this way. Ukraine is the biggest country in Europe at over... 230,000 square miles and is now home to about 45 million people. It borders Romania, Poland, Russia, Belarus, and the Black Sea. About 71% of Ukraine is fertile farmland used for growing wheat, maize, barley, sugar beets, and soybeans. The land that isn't used for farming is mostly forests filled with tall pine and oak trees or mountains. In 1922, Ukraine was absorbed absorbed into the Soviet Union. 17 years later, in 1939, before the start of World War II, there were 40 million people living in Ukraine. On July 22, 1941, troops from Germany invaded Ukraine, according to the article published by The Guardian titled, Researchers Open Neglected Chapter of Ukraine's Holocaust History, Ukrainian Jews were treated terribly during World War II. The article states, Jews were rounded up and shot one by one. Sometimes they were kicked or beaten to death. This quote proves that Jews were seen as lesser beings and they were treated unfairly because they were Jewish. Jews were also put into concentration camps where they were where they would do manual labor for many hours each day under terrible working and living conditions. During the war, about 1.6 million Jewish Ukrainians were killed in the Holocaust by Nazis. Throughout the war, people fled Ukraine in search of a safe place to live. Refugees mostly went to Germany and Austria, but the ones who went to America typically went to New York City, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, or Cleveland. It is estimated that about 8.4 million Ukrainians died during World War II. Although Ukraine was in bad shape after the war, people still fought to rebuild their beautiful country to what it once was. Ukraine became an independent country on August 24, 1991. Now let's hear a story from a Ukrainian immigrant. When did you immigrate and who did you immigrate with? I immigrated in 1991 with my husband. Who did you leave behind, and why, and how did it feel? Uh, when I immigrated, I left behind my everything. My old 20 years life in the Soviet Union, my school friends, my co-workers, my parents. But my parents uh, come to United States three months later after me. But my friends all stayed, and they think I know everything in the United States was new for me. So, did you have to immigrate, or did you want to? I really don't want to, but it was the family decision, and uh, actually the earliest 19s, it was very difficult time for former USSR, so Ukraine it separated from the whole thing, and it was very... Um, difficult to leave, to get a job, very a lot of criminal episodes, and it was um, 
anti-Semitism was everywhere. For Jewish people, it was hard to get into the um, uh, right job opportunity, to get the education you want. And I was 20 years old, and my father brother lived in America since 1978, and it was a family decision to get um, together as a family. What was the process of immigration like? Was it easy or was it hard? It was very hard. It was very hard to make the all the paper put together because you're supposed to have besides belongings which you not they don't have they don't give you an opportunity to take everything you own. So basically, it's like you travel to the. Mexico right now you just have two luggage places and that's it for each person and uh, it's very hard to fit all life into luggage uh, and uh, it you're supposed to have a special release from government so that you can leave a country and um, I don't honestly don't know if my father don't have a connection uh, if we will immigrate. What did you expect America to be like before you came here? I don't have any expectation to in America uh, because basically we don't know much about America. We just know that America hates Soviet people and America, it's not good, America is bad. But it, it was very interesting, and I was young and hopeful, and I was pregnant with my first daughter, so I was looking forward to it. What was your like, life like before immigrating? Um, my life in Ukraine was pretty happy. I was young. I went to school. I have a lot of friends. And then I finish medical college and I become a nurse. And I have interesting job. And uh, I have some... Uh, we going to the discotheque and uh, to the clubs. But it was differently. We didn't know how the life outside the Soviet Union could be, uh, for example, all bar and all the place where people gathering together was closed at 10 p.m. Doesn't matter, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was very new, like, for example, yeah, all young people in America just go out in the 9 o'clock in the evening. So it was, uh, I have a happy life over there, but it it's uh, hard to understand right now after 27 years um, how it was, how bad it was there and now. What was your life like after immigrating? How did people treat you when you came here? Uh, life after immigration was very hard. It was tough to get a job since I don't know any English and I still sound terrible. And, uh, but... Uh, 
Um, I had a lot of help and all my family from the Jewish Family Federation and Jewish Family Service. When my daughter was born, they helped me with uh, stroller. Uh, I had the week program for my child. It was very supportive. And I have a free classes to study English. And I really appreciate basic I met a lot of people who wants to help and who really helped and uh, until I moved to the Oregon and only in Oregon which I live for 20 years I have four times I heard speak English uh, it's America and people was very rude about my my accent or hearing me speak Russian Describe the sacrifices you had to make. I left everything I liked. Most of my friends stay in Ukraine, but others came to America, Israel, Poland, and all around the world now. And I left my beloved job as nurse. I could not become a nurse in the United States because I have newborn daughter and my father passed away very early and I supposed to work. So uh, I don't get American degree to become a nurse here because it's, uh, it was hard and now um, I'm just a housewife. Did you know English in Ukraine? And if you didn't, was it hard to learn English here? I'm still learning English for 27 years and still don't know it. Uh, it uh, we have uh, in my school two times a week, uh, we have English lessons with a teacher, but it was so, we never take it seriously. And all I know, basically, it's mother, father, sister, brother, and where is it, um, library, for example, but I can't talk. And it was very hard. Actually, it's the biggest fear in America, and sometimes now, it's the English. If I will not so afraid, that I will not understand, or people will not understand me, I will definitely go to college and finish my education and get my degree in America. Do you ever, ever regret immigrating? Mm, probably not. Because, uh, especially, I felt it very deeply when I, uh, in, in 1996, I go back to Ukraine to visit my friends and I understand because it's still 90s and still very hard time for my Ukrainian friends and I understand that it was the, even it's hard here and you working hard here but you have a lots of opportunity and you can live the life you deserve and you want and I understand that it uh, was the right decision, and I'm really appreciative of my parents. They forced me to immigrate.
one fact about Ukraine. Most people would say it has something to do with Russia. Could you say anything else? Many wouldn't be able to. What people fail to realize is that immigrants from Ukraine have enriched our lives in many ways. This includes dance, holiday traditions, and the always growing field of science and technology. To begin, dance is an incredible part of the Ukrainian culture that has continued to thrive here in the United States. The style of dance, as well as the costumes worn, is dependent on the region and occasion being celebrated. For example, in central Ukraine, male dancers commonly wear bright pants with embroidered shirts, and the women wear swirling skirts with aprons, while dancers from the Carpathian Mountain region are seen wearing felt hats and linen trousers tucked into leather slippers. In addition to the look of dancers, the style of dance also tends to vary. There are two main styles of dance, the hopok and the kozukok. The hopok is a fast-tempo dance with complex and improvised movements. In this dance, men can be seen leaping over each other while the women spin and step around them. In contrast to the hopok, the kozukok begins with a slow and melodic routine and then transitions to a faster tempo. While these dances began in Ukraine, they certainly didn't end when people began to immigrate to America. In the 1920s and 30s, Ukrainian dance began to grow in the United States. Many theaters were open to house showcases of these dances, the first being in New York City in 1924. In 1932, Ukrainian American dancers participated in a concert commemorating George Washington's birth. And in 1931, over 300 dancers were even seen displaying their culture in a performance at the Metropolitan Opera House. Another contribution made by Ukrainian Americans was the beginning of the United States' beloved holiday tradition of Christmas carols. There are two main groups of Christmas carols, the Shudrivki, which is sung during the Feast of the Epiphany, and the Kolidiki, which is sung on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Groups of carolers called the Vertep would go around their town singing carols. After viewing their performance, the host traditionally gives the Vertep food or money. We still see this tradition occur regularly in the United States during Christmas time. The last contribution that will be discussed is what Ukrainian Americans contributed to the field of science and technology. Igor Sigorsky is a famous famous engineer who immigrated to the United States and started Sikorsky Aero Company in 1923. He is known for the construction of the first helicopter as well as the first twin-engine plane in the United States. Michael Yerimovich was also one of the many contributors to the field of science. In the 1960s, he was the chief scientist of the United States Air Force and the assistant director to the Apollo flight systems. Ukrainian Americans have made some incredible contributions to the United States. From dancing to carols to science, it is clear that they have made an extreme impact on history. These immigrants gave up their entire lives coming to a country that they had never even seen before, but they refused to give up their culture. The strength and choice made an everlasting mark on the country their sons, daughters, and grandchildren now call their home. Hi, I'm Emily. Ukraine is ranked last among 44 countries in the Europe region. 
We should all be aware that people immigrate from their country mostly always because they have to, not because they want to. They feel they have to because the economy, government, military, etc. makes their home unlivable and hostile. That's a horrible thing to have to go through. Ukraine was ranked last in 44 countries, so why do we, the U.S., keep pushing Ukrainians and all immigrants out when they're just trying to escape places that are so much worse than the U.S.? Recently, many Ukrainians are immigrating out of Ukraine due to their current state. Their corrupt economy, government, and state of country is very demoralizing and inhospitable. According to Dorota Dukowska, a political science professor at the University of Lyon, the economy in Ukraine, still hampered by war and corruption, is sluggish. This is happening because Ukraine is a post-Soviet state. So like other post-Soviet states, its product fell sharply for 10 years after the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Since the state went sharply downhill, people started immigrating to other countries. People immigrated to other countries in Europe and also to the U.S. Another news outlet, Financial Times, reports that Ukraine is at war with its largest trading partner and separated from many of its most productive industrial assets in the East. Ukraine was forced to the brink of economic collapse. After Russia-sponsored advocators took control of parts of eastern Ukraine three years ago, fighting has been regularly flaring up. The front line and efforts to find a solution have frozen. That is significant because I think maybe to the citizens of Ukraine, that stall in finding a solution makes it feel as though those hardships will never end. So more and more Ukrainians are more likely to immigrate to other countries, including the U.S. According to the world's leading economists at Focus Economics, the population dropped at least 3 million citizens in four years. The unemployment rate in 2013 was 7.2, and it has risen to 9.4 in 2016. Also said by the CIA library, with the loss of a major portion of Ukraine's heavy industry in Donbass and ongoing violence, Ukraine's economy contracted by 6.6% in 2014 and by 9.8% in 2015. But the Ukrainian economy returned to low growth in 2016-2017, reaching 23 and 2.0%, respectively, as key reforms took hold. But even though 24.1% of the population is below the poverty line, not, not everything is fear-inducing. According to the Ukrainian president, Petro Poroshenko, since 2014, the government has introduced several progressive policies supporting lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people. So Ukraine is moving forward in some ways, and there is still good. People are also immigrating out of Ukraine, trying to find better lives. So we, the U.S., should at least try to understand their struggles and where they've came from, and not just degrade them. We have to at least try to help these people who have no other option than to flee their own home. Thanks for listening. My name is Marley, and I was joined by Elisa, Emily, and Gabby. We think that it is very important for people to know what is happening in other countries and not just what's happening in their own. Thanks again for listening. Have a good day.